What is your favorite shape? Shape? Uh, circle. A circle. Uh, a triangle. The award for the most boring question. <laughs> I'm gonna change mine to a intro. square. I'm gonna change mine to a square. Alright, let's get creative. Why did you even bring this question up? Because I am you guys don't have like favorite things, like favorite numbers, favorite letter of the alphabet. Like there's one that okay. just looks better than all the other ones. Yes. There's I like agree. one that now, just like now we're really onto something. There's like one that just really like makes you feel it just good works. inside. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the circle and square do that for me. Those are very opposite things. I a know. A circle and a square yeah. are very, very different. They fulfill two different feelings. Well, you got it's your question. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the square for this one. Okay, okay you are square. a square. Mm-hmm. That's okay, why. Okay, sure. All right. <laughs> no, why there's something square? with the number four that really gets to me. Like, num- four, number four has been, like, my favorite number. And when I used to walk into a room, like... At least for like 10 years at some point in my childhood, I used to walk into a room and acknowledge every corner on the ceiling and like look at every corner in the room or like touch every corner of a desk. And then eventually I had to like force myself to stop. But it was something about the number four that was like good to me. Okay. Shami, what'd you and go so with? I like the square. I went with circle. Okay. Circle is the most functional hmm. object. Actually, like you're thinking like a wheel and a wheel, everything pie and it pie, like mathematics wise, it has no corners. It's infinite. Mm-hmm. It's just it's insane shape. Like mm. nothing is as complicated <laughs> as the shape. circle or a simple. No, yeah, complicated. I... It's complicated, but yet it's simple, too. But it's infinitely complicated because hmm. the pie number, right? 3.14159 goes infinitely. It doesn't stop. Yeah, but I never really understood that. <laughs> Amber, what do you understand? <laughs> Shout out to Amber. <laughs> Keeping it real. I went with the uh, the triangle. Um, I was thinking of like actually buildings and keystones and how like pyramids, you know, whenever, I guess that would be the actual pyramid shape, but mm-hmm. triangles work too. Um, you always need that that triangle piece to like, for example, an arch, you need that keystone in there. It doesn't have to be triangle actually, now that I think about <laughs> it. Um, but I don't know, the corners, it's a, it's a cool pizza, shape. Pizza, bro. It's really, pizza, pizza. yeah. <laughs> actually triangles are like really um, an inconvenient shape now that I think about it. They're actually very triangle. unique because you have an isosceles triangle, you have an acute triangle, you can have a obtuse triangle. Amber just, just <laughs> spitting out everything she remembers from school about triangles. They're so I'm unique. To sound like you smart. Can, no, but like you can have a skinny one, it can be fat, like you know, there's just like so many possibilities with a triangle. Yeah, but I mean, in everyday function, like a triangle, whenever there's, there's, there's not many triangles. Traffic cones. Yeah, that's a cone though, <laughs> and and I think the fu- if it's straight up, yeah, like a pyramid, a cone. I think like it works in those types of things. But like I'm thinking of furniture and yeah, oh, like, like a stool, like, like a stool. A stool is has trying- like three legs. Three legs. Let's just it- before we before we <laughs> allow her to embarrass herself. Let's stop right here. <laughs> <laughs> you need at least three legs and a stool. That's what. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Good That's job. not what you meant than just say that, okay? <laughs> I was trying to help your point when you said furniture. Okay, well, we're going to be talking about shapes a lot in this episode, so I just thought we should start it off that way. Yeah. That, what thank a you great, for that, Amber. Great yeah. question. Anyways, guys, thank you for tuning into an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. I'm Faraz. My name is Amber. And this is brought to you by Aleph Theory, and this is also the strangest and greatest podcast in the game. If you'd oh. like to email us or send us your wonderful music, strangeflavorspodcast at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And you can also watch our beautiful faces on YouTube. Tell your cousin to come watch me. Whoa. <laughs> uh, you can comment, like, and subscribe on YouTube and anywhere else you listen to the podcast. We're on all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere, and including now TikTok. So be sure to follow us on there. And guys, we have an amazing announcement today. Oh, snap. We always have amazing announcements, to be honest. Honestly, you guys have been blowing our minds, and this week is no exception. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is an exception. Because Strange Flavors Town just got bigger. No Again? Way. It what? just got bigger. Infinitely, so much expansion. Infinitely bigger. Just kidding. Not infinitely bigger. But <laughs> we got our OG, Bobber's Bagels. Thank mm-hmm. you, Bobber. Thank you. We got the second OG, Cassie's Cupcakes. Of course. Delicious. From last episode, we got Erha's Ices. Oh, yeah. Keeping invented ICs, honestly. And we've got not one, but two more stores. What? Two more restaurants, Fariha's Falafels, and Aslam's Apples. Nice. We got fruit. We finally got diversity. Diversity. We've got five supporters. Arabic Mm -hmm. thing, okay? Yeah. We got five supporters total, and this is amazing. Thank you, guys. If you'd like to be part of Strange Flavors Town, there is a link down below. And you can be part of Strange Flavors Town. Just like these mm-hmm. wonderful restaurants and open up your own restaurant. In yes. Strange Flavors Town. And who knows, maybe the intro will be infinitely long. Oh, after, wow. Depending on how many. <laughs> I'm sure they want that. that out. I mean, it's fun. The Strange Flavors Town is really fun. Yeah, but it's getting hard now, so. But we appreciate we to, it. We have to eventually, like, build this town. <laughs> yep. And also, if you guys didn't know, we have an awesome YouTube channel that goes by the name of Ronald Ponal. We have an amazing Discord. We have a Patreon with exclusive content. And we also have merch. RonaldPonal.com. See it? I'm wearing I it. I like it. Ooh, that looks nice. That Thank looks, you. Show it again. Show it again. Let me see it. Ooh. I made it myself. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, it's it, the Intentions shirt. That's very nice. Intentions, dog. Yeah, thank you guys so much for all that support. It really does mean a lot. Um, and we can't wait. If you didn't hear last podcast, we are working on this album, which uh, the patrons will definitely get more exclusive insight into uh, for Ronald Pono. So just going to keep chipping away at that. And you can look out for that, plus the growth of everything else, a lot more coming up very soon. And it's all because of your support. So thank you. 2021, welcome. We are here. We made it. It's already coming off with a rocky start, but mm-hmm. you know what? Is it, be- is it better than 2020? Well, 2020 didn't start out bad, if you remember it. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere, I, a few I months I thought it in. did. What was remember the first we had, then? We had the World War Three, and then we had some other stuff. Not in January, yeah, but, though. It all but, went bro, hell, we're, downhill we're five when Kobe days. passed away. Yeah, That's like, that, that was, was like the first, like, and then it February, and then it just like slowly got worse. Yeah, but this just right off the bat, it's like, yo, let's yeah. get it. <laughs> so right the sequel now. is worse than the the main one. Yeah, but forget all that. Um, what? How are how are you guys adjusting back to? Do you ever have this sort of like holiday uh, mindset where you know there's basically starting from October, it starts going into like you know all of these holidays coming up and so many functions and just preparing for different things going on, um, and then 
once the new year comes, there's like nothing. And yeah. then you have to like get back in the routine of things. Like, are you guys adjusted already or how does that usually go for you? So as you guys know, I have kids in the house. So they like kids thrive off of holidays. And the next holiday is what we like base our lives around. So as soon like as all holidays. Yeah, so, like, okay. um, when Halloween came around, the kids bought costumes, they bought multiple costumes, then Halloween ended, they got the sale costumes, and they started looking forward to Thanksgiving, so, like, they're, like, uh, asking me, like, what happens at Thanksgiving? I'm, like, there's turkey, there's family, you, uh, there's, like, gratefulness and all this stuff. They're, like, okay, cool. Then the day after Thanksgiving, okay, now what's next? Okay, it's gonna be Christmas, it's gonna, and then the day of Christmas. What is it from next? this point? Is it Valentine's Day? Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. What do you and guys so do? Then, they were like, um, what's they're like, what's next? I was like, Valentine's Day. They're like, oh, it's like next week. And I'm like, no, it's like a month and a half away. But we have birthdays and stuff. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? And as a kid, you just draw hearts and like hand them out. But they don't even <laughs> oh, have the... school to pass out the oh, yeah. like Dang. Valentine's they can, Day candies. They can swipe on Tinder. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, can, so... uh, you can literally make up your own holidays. That's what the others are too you could just be like oh guess what tomorrow's spider-man day every day is spider-man day in this house <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't want that bro <laughs> yeah. that's too much i think i think there is this energy of starting off the new year with like this almost feeling of like oh i get to start over whatever it might mm. be like my routine and stuff and i do fall into the trap of that i think i'm definitely like all right here we go like let me get my routine and it does start off really good and then you basically forget it at some point like, yeah. I don't know if it's a few weeks in or a few months in, but um, I'm still going pretty strong on just being like, you know, productive and, and staying with the routine. So we'll see how long it goes. But it's yeah. definitely like the first couple of days, I do feel like, where'd everyone go? <laughs> like, what, are we, what now? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's weird. Uh, I was watching the ball drop. I don't know if this is a bin a thing, but everything was uh, like on TV. Everything was branded with um, Planet Fitness. Yeah, I think they sponsored it. Like, has that ever happened before? Yeah, definitely. For, I mean, you, I guess it works like a Super Bowl commercial or something like that, yeah. where um, but like different companies were sponsoring. Yeah, but I think like Planet Fitness is like perfect because everyone wants to go to the gym January yeah. 1st. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, my New Year's resolution is going to be to either yeah. lose weight or gain weight. And I'm Gyms like... Gyms are terrible the first two weeks. <laughs> like, the it's just worst. the worst. Like, yeah. Are you and having co and COVID? Uh, COVID isn't getting any better either. So, yeah, I don't know if people are going to the to the gym. And they've been they really are. branding they it. Are. Like, hmm. it's so like there's it's like, just... but usually like you know like a peak time will have like you know a certain amount of parking lot, and then during the first week of January it quadrupled. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just not gonna go here. I'm gonna go to my yoga studio where I can be alone in a room and practice, like, or just like corner myself off, but. Those people are annoying, but it's fun having new faces. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, there's people that, you know, get into it in the beginning and then you see who lasts or whatever. Um, one of the things that I was looking into was just like, you know, other ways to make money. I think there's so many ways to make money uh, nowadays and they keep growing. Um, and we were actually, I think Shamir, you were with us. We were getting food from somewhere um, and this guy pulled up and I think his passenger stayed in the car and then he came and got his DoorDash and then went back in. And it, I, I started thinking of, uh, or like Shamir brought this up, but like of DoorDash dates. So 
imagine um, like you are a DoorDash driver, right? Mm-hmm. And Shamir said with the homies. So take this yeah. as either with like the homies or like a date. Yeah. Would you mind getting in the car with somebody doing their DoorDash thing if you're just like looking to hang out with someone, whether it be like on a date or just like a friend or friends? <laughs> Amber, you're already cringing. No. <laughs> you don't want to see your man at work? That's, uh... I think it's more like cute if you guys like do the work together and like split the profits. Split not, like... the profit. Now, yeah. now you're doing business with your girlfriend or boyfriend. I, I think that's like that's what families do. That's what like you're not a family, bro. You're just no, going no, no. out. You're just splitting profits. The car off. we saw was yeah. a guy and a girl. Yeah, and the girl was getting the food, and I was like, "Yo, that's so dope." Imagine like homies did that, and we're just like hanging out as a squad, like racking in dough. And we're like, "Yo, you get this, you get this," because you oh, have the choice of sitting Instacart in the basement too. They do that with like their girlfriends or like What's their that? homies. They'll like you know the like especially during the pandemic where people were ordering their food online, like through a shopping mm-hmm. cart for grocery stores, okay, and okay. then you would go into the grocery store like with whoever you're doing it with. Like go to the grocery store, like get the stuff, and then like kind of make a day out of it, and both Got be it. making money. But I don't know. I feel like if that, I that's not cute you know, to you. Listen, listen, I think that when you're, like, in love enough, like, you'll just want to see your mans at any time. And if, I guess, in this scenario that my mans is doing DoorDash and I was, like, really, really wanted to spend time with him, I, I guess I would. But I feel uncomfortable saying that. That's so, That sounds so fun to me because, one, you're... All right, if you're just hanging out with somebody and you're just, like, in the room or in the basement or whatever, just chilling... Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just sitting there and you're like on your phones and you're just like, you're just hanging out and you know, maybe you'll put on a movie or something, but going on a drive alone is fun enough. But now either you or that other person is making money during it. And it's like, it's productive. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I guess I'm still in the mindset that like, just be productive all the time and like no time for love. Um, so maybe that's why I'm saying it, but you're I don't saying know. Bring it sounds productivity fun. and love together. because you're not because you're not like focused on like oh i have to like write up something or you're just driving places picking like it does not interfere with the conversation at all actually i have a friend who like calls me while he's door dashing sometimes to discuss like certain things and Mm. i'll i'll ask like because some uh occasionally he'll be like oh are you chuck here you go and then he'll be like sorry man what's up and then it but it doesn't interfere with anything it's just like he's doing his thing and I'm just here, like, I'm, you know, on the computer. I'm not doing anything that's uh, intensive on, like, uh, requires me to focus in that way. It's kind of like I'm designing so I, I can talk. Um, but it's, it's like, cool to me. And especially sitting in the car, going on a truck. I don't know. I just thought it was Go for it, Frost. Nobody's stopping you. I mean, Dude, like I said, with the homies, we all, like, split profits. That sounds so fun. Listen, like, you're not making enough money on DoorDash to be splitting profits. By the time you guys buy lunch, it's Yeah, gone. I don't know about all that. Like no, five no, no, people but you're hanging out anyways, right? You're hanging out. You're not doing anything, right? You're probably playing video games, whatever, as guys. But let's, like, make, you know, three, four dollars per each, like... That sounds if you fun. think you're and making $3, know, $4, $3, $4 each, you're not making $3, $4 each per drive. You're gonna, the, only, okay. the only place we can go is Fariha's Falafels. <laughs> Listen, no, but I, I did you want to hang out with somebody, somebody for free. You want to hang out with someone days. for free, right? You could just split the profits, like, just for fun. And you're like, okay, to nah, give you perspective, I don't like that. Because now you're coming into their work and you no, want to no, hang out with them. You do, do it mutually, not like, oh, I'm helping you, right? Like, it's I think that's a weird thing. 
Well, I think thought of this because we brought up the homies thing. <laughs> we... <laughs> yeah, but I don't like the whole splitting. Like, I'll join you on your journey while you're making your money. We can do that too. But right, I'm just saying like as homies though, that would be lit, right? Imagine like making, you know, doing business together, whatever, like as homies and you're just hanging out, chilling. I got you. I got you. It's just not enough. Like I agree with Amber. It's just not enough to like. It's. I'm trying to tell you, that. per delivery on average, it's about six dollars you're getting. Were you doing math on the side? No, <laughs> I was telling my mom not to be loud. Um, but um, when you like DoorDash, remember I did it for like three days, and per delivery you get about six dollars per delivery, and it takes like an hour. You can probably get two deliveries. No, you can probably get two deliveries done in one hour. So you're making less than minimum wage. Plus, you're using your gas. Plus, you're putting wear and tear on your car. It's not worth the twelve dollars an hour. Yeah, don't DoorDash. The the whole concept is (laughs) like joining somebody in in a in a in their thing. In their thing that doesn't that doesn't take away from what they're doing. I literally have friends that they travel the world because they work for the same like travel company, and they just like sit down and like find Wi-Fi wherever and uh, like do their work in that time and then the rest Dang. of the time they just spend traveling mm. why don't we do that the, the, the reason i brought up the splitting profits because my friend's mom she actually does it with her daughter and that's how they mm. make money that's together. a family thing yeah that's cute that makes sense yeah. weird weird times um and and this is the types of different work that's out there like i was saying um but let's get weirder um we have a guest on today that is a flat earther okay. and and uh, before before you uh, turn this off completely, we just want to say that we are going into this the same mindset that you might be, and that's just curiosity as as far as what this is all about um, and where this is supposed to go, right? So we don't want to come in as scientists or anything like that, but um, we're mean? just I'm interested in you. having. I'm a flat earther. Amber is a flat earther. So I'm a we'll... flat earther, guys. Like, what do you mean? I'm on his side. So we'll see where the conversation goes, but we definitely want to just hear him out. And this is Strange Flavors, and he is uh, the stranger today, uh, even if he's a flat earther. So everybody, please welcome David Weiss. Talk very fast. <laughs> oh man, are you drinking coffee right now? Uh, bedtime tea. Oh, bedtime. Okay. I, okay. Why do I feel like you're about to unleash this like hailstorm on Ooh. us? <laughs> no. So you I like that. You, you, you can no no no. You can tell me. Uh, you don't have to tell me until we start. I love keeping it a surprise. I just like to know whether you guys are ballers or flat earthers. I ballers? prefer ballers. ballers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I prefer talking I'd be to ballers. I'd be balling. I prefer, I'm not I prefer talking. <laughs> the, my, my favorite interviews are people that think flat earth is the dumbest shit on earth. Am I allowed okay, to that's swear? Me, that's I don't, me. I don't. I think it's. I don't. Yeah, you can swear. Okay. I th- uh, well, I, I, let's I, keep I'm, it frank. I'm, let's I'm, keep it real. I think flat okay. earth is the dumbest shit on earth. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Nice. I'll, I'll retweet You're that. Wait, wait, you guys are recording, yeah, right? Yes, recording. yes. I'll retweet that because I, I want to believe you because I failed so many exams. So engineering exams. So I'm hoping yeah. that you're right. And so that I can go back and be like, all right, 
you were bullshitting. This is wrong. So I, th- yeah. I feel All like right, I'm going to guarantee this. See- your highest rated show. This is going to be your highest rated podcast. You're going to get the most amount of the most okay. amount of flack, and you're going to invite me oh back God. before the hour is over. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay, Jeez. I like this challenge. Okay. All right, right but off the I, right off I, the bat, I, wait, is, and, is your background? You guys, you guys know what a Bitcoin is, right? Yeah. Bitcoin, yeah. crypto. Yeah. I have a Bitcoin for anybody that can come up with one globe proof when we're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Damn. What about my background? <laughs> this is coming in so hot already. I was oh gonna say, God. I think I see a little curve in your background. Yeah, this yeah. Is yeah. looks kind of curvy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's set this up. Before uh, we get into it, uh, obviously you guys know that we're talking to uh, David Weiss, um, who is a flat earther. You identify as a flat earther, yeah? Sure. What was the I term? Identify. Ballers and what? Ballers and flat earthers. Flat yeah. Oh, so okay. flat earthers is not a rude term. Um, some people think it, it's weaponized, but sure. You know, a lot of, some people rather be called true earthers. Okay. Mm. First of all, I need to know, and this is okay if you are, but are you a troll or doing this for attention? Oh, absolutely not. Nobody becomes a flat earther. Hey, uh, nobody wakes up and says, hey, I'm going to become a flat earther today because it comes with scorn and ridicule and attitude. But Well, some people like you, that. Yeah, I mean, like, right off the bat, are. you came in with, uh, oh, this is going to get this many views. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just <All> saying. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, no, I am not. This is okay. uh, this is the real deal, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. So be careful. Dang. Okay, I'm in, I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready for you to you know give us everything you have. I, I want to know when did this start. So I used to do a podcast called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, where we looked into all sorts of deceptions in the world. And we did it for three years, a weekly show out of New York City. And in the third year, some fans started sending me in clips like on our social media. Hey, Dave, have you looked into the flat earth? You know, hey, check this video out. And like any smart person would do, uh, I would delete those comments and ban them from our social media for being so stupid. And then finally, one day, I was speaking with a, a trusted researcher that I am friends with. And she said, Dave, I think the earth might be flat. And I absolutely flipped out on her. And I said, what do you got? What, let me look at this. And I went into it with a bias. And the bias was to prove the flat earth is stupid and to prove the globe. And for two weeks, I didn't sleep. I mean, very little sleep. And I was trying to find a proof of the globe. And I was trying to disprove flat earth. At the end of the two weeks, I came out the other side. I'm like, holy crap, the, the earth how, is not a spinning globe. When- this How was old six you years like ago. That? Oh. Yeah. This was six years ago. Okay, so oh. you're an adult man. I, I'm and an adult you man. You said that you yes. already were diving into conspiracies on this show? So don't try to say, well, you're into conspiracies, you're looking for things. I'm into truth. And and uh-huh. I don't want I don't have a dog in the pony a pony in the race here. Um, I don't care what shape the earth is. I just want to know the truth. And when you find out the the truth it's uh it's liberating and you and you guys are going to quickly get to the point you're going to go well why the lie why would they do all of this because as i destroy every proof that you guys come up with that you think you have and by the way this was me i was you guys not that long ago 
um, you're going to throw your hands up and go, well, why would they lie? Let's save that for the end because okay. that's the best part. I'll okay. present the motive after Jesus. I completely uh, lay out my case. All right. Okay. okay so, so just at this to point, confirm, you, you, yeah. you, you have, you were a conspiracy. You were into conspiracies when you were approached with this flat earth theory. Yeah, I was into conspiracies. So that means I have an open mind to look at things mm -hmm. and uh, I wouldn't open my mind to this. This one is too stupid. We've been programmed that we live on a spinning ball before we could talk you probably had a mobile over your crib over the solar system and and then they put you down in front of the tv in sesame street it's all ball programming and every movie and every space movie and every cartoon it's all about um living on a ball and then we have nasa and jaxa and all of the space agencies all of it is part of the lie to get a grasp of like you know what how much you're into this and how often you talk about this i mean we were dealing with you, you have like a management team or something like that and no, I have one person, a, okay. a fan, who I don't even know their real name, who reaches out to shows like yours to uh, to help me reach out because I'm on a, I'm on a lot of shows where it's always flat earthers. So I'm talking to a thousand, couple thousand flat earthers. I present at flat earth conferences, but that's called preaching to the choir. I'd rather what are talk flat earth conferences? Where do these take place? Uh, we had them um, in Denver, in in Texas, in South Carolina. In uh, North Carolina, uh, we were going to do one in Vegas, but that got canceled because of COVID. And there's all over the world. They're in New Zealand, in Europe. Uh, is real this like conferences. Your, is this like your life mission, or like how how involved are you on a daily basis in all this? So I I used to work in corporate America. I worked for a solar power company, and then I started my <laughs> own solar development company, a commercial <laughs> solar development company, with a couple partners. And I was doing really well, and uh, I was making a healthy six-figure salary, uh, and I was my own boss. So I was my my dream had come true. And then uh, I I was doing the podcast. I found out the Earth was flat. I got into it more and more, and then um, we can talk about the app a little bit later. Wait, why but, was uh, that such a life-changing? The Earth is flat. I got to quit everything. What? It, well, it, it changes everything. It's not the shape of the earth. It's the reason for the lie. And we're going to save mm. that for the end. All right. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me, I, I can't tell you the motive until I show you that the crime was committed. Okay. Whoa, there's a crime okay. now. <laughs> well, there, yes, it, this is a massive crime. And this yeah. is, you know, do you, let me ask you guys a question. Do you believe okay. that governments are corrupt? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and they're, they don't have the, the, the sheeple's best interest in mind, right? I'm calling us sure. sheeple because we are sheeple to them. Sure. So this lie is how they maintain their power. I'll give okay. you that hint. Agreed. We'll start. We'll just go there. So so once you understand the lie, uh, you know, at, the, at these conferences, we had one in October this year or October of last year. And there was, you know, 450 people. It was a small conference and everybody was awake and aware and the greatest group of people ever and all people that have really reclaimed their power. So let's get into some of the reasons why you guys think it's Wait, a wall ticket wherever went to you a want. You went to a flat yeah. earth conference, you're saying, yeah. and, then, and then they were all nice people. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with it. Again, let's save that for the end. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's find out why you guys believe we live on a ball. We are, are on you David's gonna, are you podcast gonna, today. Yeah. Are you going to answer any of our questions? I, I will answer gonna, all your questions feel like except that us, one. I feel so, like you're tossing us this rope and then you're like, come with me down yeah. this alley and I get yeah. to control the conversation. 
All right. This is well, very he, like I'll take you know what we can, in we one can, direction. We can. You guys are smart because the, the smart people get right to that question. That question is why why would they lie? So I'll tell you why they lie. But that, we're kind of going backwards. It's not as fun, but well, I'll do it. You ready? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah go ahead. Okay. So. You guys believe that we live in a heliocentric in a heliocentric world, right? So, do you know how fast the Earth is spinning? Look, he's got the PowerPoint going. Wow. <laughs> no, not a PowerPoint. That. I'm just showing. See, yeah. th- here's the thing: the there's the ball earthers, ballers. You guys, yes, not not a negative turn. Term. Wait, I didn't. Uh, I didn't say I'm a baller. All right. Well, people that believe <laughs> that they live on a planet uh-huh. have two things in common. One, they don't know what flat Earth is. Okay. And the two, they don't know what the heliocentric model is either. I know I know more about the heliocentric, the ball model, than most people that um, think they live on a ball. Because once you understand what the heliocentric model is, you uh, you realize how absolutely and completely ridiculous it is. Okay, in what way? So, do you know how fast the Earth is spinning? Apparently. I didn't when I was asked these questions. It's spinning okay. at 1,000 miles an hour at the equator. So mm-hmm. that means when you're watching the sunset, you believe that you're on the top of a ball and you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. And that's making the sun appear to set because you're on a spinning ball dropping five or 10 miles a minute over the curve and that's making the sun appear to go down. While you're doing that, you're orbiting the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. So if this is the sun, you're going faster and slower and faster and slower in this big ellipse, 66,600 miles an hour, funny number. And then while you're doing that, you're chasing the sun. You're chasing the sun at a half a million miles an hour. And the entire system's going sideways at 1.2 to 2.2 million miles per hour. But I forgot, I forgot to say the Isn't the Earth's mass uh, so huge that we won't be able to feel that? So gravity. So these these are these are pre-programmed responses, and I had the same. You're, you're going to say <laughs> yeah. all the things that I originally said, but I'm gonna, during this conversation, I'm going to say some crazy, insane things, right? Okay. And I'm also going to say some things that, well, that makes sense. That's really sensible. And what you're going to notice, the crazy, insane things are all about the heliocentric model, and the calm, you know, make, calm, the things that make sense are going to be about the flat earth model. Well, just tell us then, because I, right. so, I don't like so being I'm, told okay, right. that I'm going to be no, 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 feeling I'm some just, type I'm just, of way. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Let me make that, that decision. Okay, no problem. <laughs> so, so all of those motions I told you, all of those things are happening. You know, you're, you're spinning and twirling and whirling and going, if you were in a car and holding a dinner plate and you're going on a perfectly straight, smooth road and uh, at 100 miles an hour and somebody poured an inch of water on that plate, no problem. But if you took a turn in that car, you know, what would happen to the water? Wouldn't it slosh? Would, you know, does this water look like it's sloshing? Right? All of those motions. And we can build, we can build, you know, rock towers that balance perfectly. But we're, and, and these motions we're going on, they're all turning. Turning is acceleration. So if you're in an airplane, and it starts turning, you notice the turn. Or if it starts descending, you notice the descent. But if you're going in a straight path, okay, you could drink your water and whatnot. But when you start making these turns, that's acceleration. And we have perfectly glass lakes, you know. But even perfect. in a plane, when you're going that fast, com- mm-hmm. like the fact that we're really going that fast in space, you, you feel it, it even. But the thing is, you would feel yourself going that fast in a car, for example. You'd feel sure. it even more when you're walking or running. Sure. So obviously, when you have 
the bigger the the transportation that you're in, you're gonna feel it less. He's saying the so, turn thing, so I'm. Yeah, but so even in a airplane. In a plane, you, though, you do you do feel if the plane is turning. I'll give you that. Yeah, right. So. Neil deGrasse Tyson, the high priest of scientism, says that because of centrifugal force, the equator bulges 14 miles high. 14 miles high. He goes, but that's so insignificant with the size of the Earth that you wouldn't notice it from space. That's why all the, you know, the, the pictures look round. But 14 miles high, an airplane only travels 5 miles high. So if an airplane's traveling from the north to the south, when does it climb that extra 10 miles to get over the equator? And the answer is never, because airplanes fly straight and level over the Earth plane. Okay, so real quick, I... I would argue that, you know, when it comes to scales, when you're taking a turn in a car, you feel it much more than in an airplane. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I was saying, is that in a, if it's on an earth and it's turning, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't feel it at all. Because what is a plane to the earth? The scale, so, exactly. Right. So, like so, so you're okay that the earth is spinning, twirling, whirling, and we have lakes that stay perfectly flat and don't slosh. Even though they say that centrifugal force builds a water wall 14 miles high at the equator, but we can have lakes like this. Can I be honest? Yeah. I don't have a reason not to, you know, like okay. like how you're explaining it. Like, you're, are you okay with that? Yeah. I don't have I'm a reason okay not that. to be not okay with that. Like, I don't, I don't understand why that affects me besides what you're getting at, which is, like, finding the real truth. We'll take it one thing at a time, and, okay. and as we go, it'll build yeah. up. So, so that's what the heliocentric model is, and 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 this is what the flat Earth model is. So, what the flat Earth model is, it's not a disk in space. You know, if you Google flat Earth, you're gonna you're gonna get pictures like this. You know, of a disk in space. We're not mm-hmm. a disk in space. It's not it's not what the flat Earth is. Think of the flat Earth as the basement of the universe, okay? What is a puddle? A puddle is water where water accumulates at the low spot in the land, right? You have a little rainstorm, you have a puddle, and the edge of the puddle is where the land is higher than the water. You with me? Mm-hmm. So a pond is just a bigger puddle. A lake is just a bigger pond. So imagine a lake with some islands in it. Islands are um, land that's higher than the water surface, mm-hmm. and the edge of the lake is higher than the water and it contains the water, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so now think of all of the world's oceans as a giant lake. And the land that surrounds the outside of the lake is the highest land on Earth, and that's what we call Antarctica. Antarctica isn't a continent at the bottom of a ball. It's the edge of the world lake, and it's the highest land on Earth. If you took a boat anywhere in the world, to any country, to any island, you just get off the boat and walk into town, no problem. But if you took a boat to Antarctica, you can't just walk into, you know, onto Antarctica, because Antarctica is 200 feet over your head. Antarctica is the highest land on Earth, and we live in the Antarctic puddle or the Antarctic basin, right? So can you go past? Can, yeah, what's beyond Antarctica? Antarctica? What's beyond Antarctica? Well, we'll get into that in, in a, a second. Um, Antarctica is the outer edge of the world, and it is um, it's completely off limits. So in 1957, they put up the Antarctic Treaty, which says that no human, no corporation no person, nobody is allowed to explore past this pink line, which is 60 degrees south. Okay, that's hundreds of miles from Antarctica, and no one's allowed to take any fuel beyond there. Okay, there's no independent exploration, and nobody can even question the treaty until the year 2041. Okay, 
Is that and because it's supposed to melt more by then? No, no, because they, they they did it for environmental environmentalism reasons. And they said, we must protect the penguins and we must protect the ice. Nobody could drop a cigarette out on the ice. But we can deforest the Amazon, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But nobody can go to Antarctica, even though Admiral Byrd in, ni- in the late 1950s um, said he found land out there bigger than America, resource rich, uh, that no human has ever stepped foot on. And then they got, the Antarctic Treaty was formed. All the United Nations signed on, and it's still in place until the year 2041. Okay, real quick. So is, quick. So is Earth a different shape than, not even the flat Earth, but could it be a different shape? Is that what you're saying, beyond Other Antarctica? than a disk? So yeah. what I'm saying is, the way to look at it is the Earth is the basement of the universe. That just The basement of the, of the universe, of our realm. Yeah. And we live in this puddle that's melted out with a sun and a moon that circle above it. Everything we see in the sky circles above it and it's melted out this, this pond. Yeah. And this is where we live. Um, and everything we see in the sky is yeah. within the Earth's system. Yeah, I, I understand that, but there's Antarctica. Okay. Like there's a landmass beyond, the, right? A- Antarctica. Absolutely, yeah, right? yeah. So what is Antarctica and everything around that? So, so think of a pond um, in the middle of Canvas, in the middle of Kansas. What is, you know, when you, you get, you're on a boat and you get to the edge of the lake or, the, you know, in Kansas and you climb up on the land and you start walking. I don't know what's out there. No one's allowed to go out there. They, they won't tell us. They won't allow us out there because I think if you go out there um, a couple thousand miles, maybe even less, uh, that you hit a dome, that you hit the edge of our dome, the edge of our realm where we cannot get through. Mm-hmm. But okay. Okay. so, so then I, what are Wait, you- Shamir, can I say something real quick? Um, I have... Uh, family in different parts of the world right mm-hmm. um when my cousins will come from australia right mm-hmm. it would according to this it would be easier for them just to come straight to maryland that's where we are right but instead they go to california mm-hmm. first why would they go there if it would be quicker to just go directly to maryland you get what i'm saying so, like they go from they hit they go around the other way in a in the uh, um, the concept of around Earth, they go from Australia to California, then to Maryland. You get what so I'm saying? So they go from Australia mm-hmm. to California. Yes. And then to, because this is this is the the plane routes um, that that people go. They go from Western Australia, all the way up to like New York, then they go all the way over. And then all the way down to Santiago. That is the normal route for a flight. If you want to go to Eastern Australia, they go all the way from from Santiago. You go all the way up to the United States. You go all the way over to Europe to to Dubai, and then you go down. That seems like an awfully crazy thing. Why are you going all the way into the Northern Hemisphere? And the reason is is because this is the plane route. Um, this is the same route on a flat Earth. It's a straight line. So. Where are you guys again? Where are you guys? In Maryland. East, Maryland, East Coast. Yeah. East Coast of U.S. Yeah. So I don't know why they're going from um, Australia to California, then to Maryland, you said? Yeah, because it's quicker to go that way. I mean, even if you well, consider Japan, Japan, you would Japan. go, where would you go from? So Japan is If you just, want to get to Maryland, where, which way would you go? I would just come across the top and go to Maryland. Yeah, but that's not what happens. Yeah, because no one's to allowed go to from, go... No, no, it, no one's allowed to fly over the North Pole. That's for another reason. That's off limits to flights. So 
No, but you don't have to go near the North Pole. You could just go from like yeah. directly west from Japan, but instead you go east that's, when you're. That's that's the same on a flat Earth and a ball Earth. I mean, you're going from Japan mm-hmm. to anywhere in the United States. Now they might route you over here and then back. They might take you around because of the the winds. I could show you how the winds are here. So if the winds are going this way, they'll they'll take you around and then they'll bring you over. Um, there's 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 a couple different ways to do it, but these these routes make no sense unless you're on a flat Earth. So what's, okay, what's the what's flat Earth that? North Pole? The flat Earth North Pole is the center. So let's take a look at um, what that looks like. So at the very center of the flat Earth is uh, the magnetic north. So here's a magnet at the center, and I have uh, I have a compass, and it's pointing towards the center. Now, if I want a dead reckon east, 90 degrees, I have to follow that compass and make sure that n- that keeps pointing at the north. So when I'm dead reckoning 90 degrees, it's a circle. It's not a straight line because that north has to always point towards the center. So East and West are circles, all right? This is going to be very interesting. <laughs> East and West are circles equidistant mm-hmm. from the, the center north. That's the same on a ball earth and a flat earth. If I try to go in a straight line, like now I'm going to dead reckon east. If I go in a straight line and I don't keep turning, I'm immediately going south, okay? And I'm already, I'm heading to Antarctica. And that actually works the same on a ball also. What you can't do on a flat earth is go south and then pop up on the other side. Like I can't go south away from the center and then pop up over here like I should on a ball. And nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever gone from Santiago south and popped up in Australia. It's never been done. You okay. Know, that I don't. I don't know flight routes like that. Um, okay. I was just saying from my experience, and I also want to make sure that the audio listeners, you know, yeah. are are getting what's going on. So, uh, let's let's hit some other topics if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Just just one last thing. Sure. From Santiago is at the bottom of the ball, and Australia is at the bottom of the ball on the other side. The quickest uh-huh. route would be across Australia, or right. just uh, across um, Antarctica, or just stay off the coast of Antarctica and come around. But they take they go all the way up in the north, and if you look at it on a flat Earth map, it's a straight line. Okay. Good. Next topic. <laughs> okay. But we don't do that, is what you're saying. No, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever gone across Antarctica and popped up on the other side of the world because you can't, because the Earth is flat. Okay, and I wish I was a scientist. Um, <laughs> you don't have to be a scientist. You have to just have common about... sense. Wait, uh, Frost, what's your next question? Well, I was going to I was gonna talk about uh, some space and moon stuff. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, that's what I was going to So what do you think about the moon landing? So the moon landings are... For anybody that takes any time to look into it, you can, they're provably fake. Would you like me to show you? If okay. I mean, I can tell you and I'll if describe you could, it. If you could tell us and then maybe show us as like a... Yeah, yeah. So when we went to the moon, you know, think about the moon on a, on, a, on a full moon night. When you're away from any lights, the moon is bright enough to cast shadows on the ground. You can read by it. Uh, it's casting light. And when you look at the full moon on a full moon night, it's lit evenly edge to edge. Which what, like, what is it, by the way, for you, a moon? What is the moon? Yeah. 
Well, nobody knows because nobody knows on a flat earth or a ball earth. I mean, you guys think it's a rock falling around the earth uh, with gravity, with the earth holding onto it, while the earth falls around the sun. And even when the moon gets in between the earth and the sun, the sun never pulls the moon out of orbit or even perturbs it a little bit. Um, because somehow the magic of gravity from the sun only holds onto the earth. It's absolute nonsense when you actually think about it. But when you have a single source light lighting up a sphere, it lights up a hot spot and then the edges fade out. But when you look at a full moon, it's bright edge to edge. It's its own light. Now, if you're in the sunlight out in the day, it's hot. And if you get in the shade, it's cool. Did you know that when there's a full moon, if you're in the moonlight, it's cold. And if you go in the shade, it's, it's warmer. And if you magnify moonlight, it gets colder. Just like oh. when you magnify sunlight, it gets hotter. It's a different light. It's not reflecting light. And we could also prove that it's not reflecting light. Because if you remember, you know, think of the pictures of the guys on the moon, on the daylit side of the moon. It was a dusty, dirty ball. There's so, a thing so, called... So, sorry, do they turn that, off uh, parts of the moon for lunar eclipses then? So that's a silly question. And uh, <laughs> uh, the, the... Come on, Shamir, you... Dumbass. <laughs> no, he's just trying to be funny. I get it. I mean, this is funny because I am going to, unfortunately, this is a hard thing because I'm, I'm basically ripping the foundation of your world beliefs out from underneath yeah, you once, once you see this. So, yeah, it's making me very uh, insecure. Uh, right. So, there's a thing called the inverse square law of light. Every time you half the distance to a light, it gets four times brighter. It's not that comf- it's not that complicated. So imagine you're uh, you're looking at the moon, and it's probably like twenty lumens. A lumen is amount of light, uh, just a measurement of light. But let's give the moon every benefit of the doubt. You're uh, looking at the full moon, and we'll call it one lumen. The moon is 238,000 miles away. If you go halfway to the moon, it's four lumens because it's four times brighter. If you cut that distance in half, it's 16 lumens. Cut that in half, it's 64 lumens. And you keep doing that until you're 100 miles away where the astronauts supposedly took a picture of this dusty, dirty gray ball. And that would be a, it would be something like 10 million lumens. That would melt your eyeballs. But that's not what we see. We see a dusty, dirty ball, and somehow it has a, this amazing light that lights up the earth it's it's nonsense once you once you dig into it now what's what's the concept of the other planets wait wait wait, sorry sorry i I don't i don't think i sorry i still didn't get my answer of the lunar eclipse i guess okay so the lunar eclipse is we're told that um it only a sphere earth can cause the lunar eclipse because it's a perfect curve that comes in blocking the sun's light well, and this is what you're told. But th- that's I'm what prove- I'm told. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm but just I'm explaining for the audience. You. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna prove to you that the, it's, it's not the Earth that's doing it. There's two, two proofs. Okay. So a lunar eclipse. Just line it up for people that are unsure. You have the sun on the right side. You have the moon on the left side, and then the Earth when it moves in between, it casts a shadow on the moon. So first, to cast a shadow, two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles onto the dusty, dirty ball um, to see a perfect shadow, that's that's impossible because shadows disperse over short distances and they don't form a fine line. It has to, it, it, you know, if you held a ball with a light and tried to cast a shadow on a wall 10 feet away, you're barely going to see the shadow of the ball unless the light is right next to the ball. So that's not the proof I'm going for. So... When you cast a shadow of a ball onto another ball, it doesn't come in with that perfect curve. It comes in as a, a tight ellipse. It spreads out, and then it leaves as a tight ellipse. But that's 
that's not even the proof I'm going for. Doesn't that you, depend on where the light is coming from? And well, the light is coming. You, the, these are three things in a in a line, right? So you have the you have the sun, you have the moon, and then the Earth has to come up yeah. in between them. But, but the moon do, moon is also really close to the sun, so wh- no, that's why. No, it it's be. not. It's not. It's two hundred thirty eight thousand miles away from the Earth, and the and the sun is ninety three million miles away. So relatively, it's really close. From the moon and the uh, Earth, from the, mo- the sun mo- and Earth, right? You said ninety-three no. million miles away, right? My, the sun. The, the 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 difference between, I mean, the Earth and the moon are not, are two hundred thirty-eight thousand miles away. And then how the far sun are is the Earth ninety-three and sun? million miles away? So relatively, farther. right? We're shining a light on an object. The moon and Earth are really close to each other. Um, sure, you want to look at it that way, but here's the problem. Here's the and, and that's that's what the shadow thing, right? No, like no. If I, I, yeah, I, I, he, here's, the here's the problem. So, you, so you got the sun, and then you have the moon, yeah. and then you have the ball in the middle. So you have the balls in the middle. So you're on the ball, and you're waiting for the eclipse to start, and you can see the sun off to your left and the moon off to your right. Both of them are above the horizon. So the so the eclipse hasn't started because wherever you are, you're on the top of the ball, and so they're both above the horizon. But the, this is called the Seleninian eclipse. There's over 50 of them that are documented where the eclipse will start before either one of them goes below your horizon, which means that it's not the Earth in the middle. And on the top of that, the, the shadow, or if that's what it is, comes in from the top, not from the bottom, because the Earth is coming up. It should cast a shadow on the bottom, but the eclipse comes in from the top. So... It's not even a shadow that you're seeing. It's a darkening of the moon. We don't know what it is. There's, you know, there's, you know, Vedic um, cosmology that talk about Rahu and Ketu, dark bodies and stuff. I don't know anything above our head or beyond the shoreline of Antarctica is speculation. Yeah. So basically, but we can saying- scientifically prove that it's not the Earth doing it because we can see the sun and the moon above the Earth when the eclipse starts. So it's not the it's not the Earth. What is it? We can speculate all day. Okay, so also we have stars in space, right? Um, and and when, when you're on Earth, uh, in different parts, you can see different constellations and you won't see certain stars and all of that, right? Yeah. According to the flat Earth, you should see all of them, correct? Or like, nope. do we not know what s- stars are either? Well, that's two questions there. The first assumption was wrong, but this is a star that I'm showing here. Doesn't look like anything that we're talking, but we're not going to talk about that because we have listeners. So imagine yourself in a room of just a big empty room, 10 foot high ceilings. There's lights in the ceiling and we'll call those lights the stars. You with me? So we're Mm -hmm. all in this room together. And now let's expand that room to 10 miles wide. Okay. And now you go five miles away from me. Right? You look up, you're going to see different stars than I see. I look up, I'm going to see different stars than you see. I'm going to look for you. I'm not even going to be able to see you because the ceiling and the floor will have merged into perspective and you'll be beyond my eyes' ability to see because you can't see a 10 foot space five miles away. Right? That's just a, an example. So think, think of the flat earth as a flat room with a ceiling with stars. So when you get far enough away, the, the north is the, you know, is the inner circle. We are but, this, the, but the stars are like so much further than a room. It's so, you, well, the earth is much bigger than a room too. The stars are very close. They're within the earth system. Uh, they're not millions of miles away. They're literally right above the clouds. Like in the solar system? 
No, there is no solar system. Okay. Okay. All right. So when with our, our consumer electronics can zoom in on stars and they look nothing like what we're what we're told. They look like cymatic patterns of colors and frequencies and they're small and they're within the Earth system. So is the sun a what star or no? So the sun, uh, we believe that the sun and the moon that we see are just the reflections of the real sun and the moon, which are above the firmament. They're being projected into the sky screen. So and the we moon all... is not in our dome? The moon that we see is within our dome. And it sure looks spherical to me, but that doesn't mean it's spherical. I mean, that means it looks spherical. If you look at, you know, you could look at things that look like spheres, but they're not spheres, right? Uh -huh. So the moon, when, the, when we have a new moon, right? We have a new moon. Once the moon goes new, which is the last phase, the last waning crescent uh, disappears, nobody has ever seen the moon in less than like 42 hours. It's almost two full days. High-flying aircraft, NASA has never been able to spot it. People with infrared telescopes have not been able to see it. It is not there. Nobody can see it. And it should be lit because... If you're if you're on the moon on the facing side of the earth during a new moon and you're looking at the earth you have a full earth like a full moon and the earth is six times bigger and a lot brighter shinier than the moon so it should be climate earth shine should light up the moon six times more than the moon lights up the earth so we should be able to see it no one's ever seen it again the moon is one of the biggest mysteries but if you want to prove the shape of the earth we should talk about the things that are underneath our feet that we can prove Okay, so this is from NRAO. It says, even though the stars that we see in the night sky are all very far away, we can see them not by actually being able to resolve their sizes, uh, but by measuring the light that they produce. The light from a star is sent out in all directions and is largely unimpended in its path uh, from the star to us. As on average, there is very little matter to block the star's light between the star and us. So that's, that's a false assumption. First, you're assuming that it's far away, and you're assuming that the inverse square law of light isn't a, a law of physics, and it is. You know, shining a light through a vacuum, it doesn't matter. It still um, is an energy wave, and just like a sound wave, um, decreases over, over time. So that's just pseudoscience that we were taught, and none of, none of that is actually true. I mean, when we go up, uh, you know, we send balloons up 120,000 feet, and the sun is never above the balloon. It's always right off to the side, kind of like it's right there and not 93 million miles away. And when we see the moon, you know, we did a, a rocket. Um, if you watch NASA rocket launches, they go up, they curve out to sea, and then they disappear within a within a minute. The, they're out of fuel, and we're just watching a cartoon on television. I mean, on what what they're showing us. They're not um, showing us what's really going on. But in I mean, Arizona, like, so, so then you just don't. I mean, they do show us, right? If you're saying mm -hmm. they don't show us, like that guy Scott Kelly, who's the astronaut that would literally be tweeting from space and showing pictures and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So you just don't buy it. It's well, not I'm that gonna, they're not I'm gonna, showing us. We're going to go into that next, and I'll show okay. you that Scott Kelly is a liar. So these guys in Arizona right. shot up this rocket, and it went up 73 miles straight up, and then it, all of a sudden it hit something. It went into something like liquid. It sounded like a stone being dropped into a lake. It went kerplunk, and then it started floating, and then when it turned on its side, it could see the moon. All of a sudden it could see the moon. There was the moon that, that it could see. It's like, okay, cool, it could see the moon. But then we checked where the moon was when that took off, 
off, and then the moon was over Australia. And that's straight through the Earth. But somehow, a rocket at 73 miles high could see the moon over Australia at the same time. So this that's is what, a, a made, a, a, like a digitized video? Or no, what? no, no. This, uh, the video I'm showing you is called the Go Fast Rocket. This was an actual rocket. This is just a short clip of, mm -hmm. the, of the footage, and I sped it up a little bit to show you. But this is a rocket that actually went up and, um, and saw that. So what was the other question that we were going to so hit? So wait, are you saying that the moon that was over Australia was not? Like, oh, you know, it was over, it, the moon is over Australia. Fact. But uh -huh. we were able to see it oh. from over Arizona. So if the Earth was a ball, ball you couldn't see side. through the ball. But if the Earth was flat, it makes perfect sense. So that I put that in the flat Earth column. We'll give them a check mark over there. Okay. Okay. So, so, we were, um, so you were talking about Scott Kelly. Uh, yeah, Scott okay. Kelly and all of those liars. All, I'm going to well, call well, them just, liars. Let's just put it all into satellites and all of that. Those pictures yeah. and videos that we get. Okay, so wanna, should we start with photos of Earth? Um, start with know, wherever you like. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there are, NASA admits they have no photos of Earth. They have right. two photos um, from 2012 and 2020 or whatever, um, where the, the size of the, the countries don't even match up. You know, the first one has a country, you know, this big, and the next one, it's twice the size. Even though it's tilted back and it should be smaller, they, they make no sense. When you, when you look at, um, you know, where are the rest of the, if you, look, if you look at it, like, where are the rest of the, the um, continents, they all have to be on the other side. It makes absolutely no sense. These so are wait, paintings. you're saying that NASA admitted that they have no real pictures of Earth? Yeah, they, 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 all, they, they th th That's all... because, so what they're saying is that NASA doesn't have one picture of Earth. NASA has a bunch of different pictures that they put together to make right. what would be the Earth because you can't take a picture of the I'm Earth on in the, one snapshot. I'm on the independent right now. It says NASA releases first picture of the whole Earth. Right, but those are years. still put together pictures. They're yeah, not, it's and, not, and there's Na no one picture of NASA. Oh, I see, admits I see. They, they have a, a, a guy named Robert Simmons from NASA did an interview, and he said that he created it in, in you know in on the computer where he added you know clouds mm -hmm. and whatnot. You know, and if you look at the 2012 picture, it shows the United States, and then it's like 90 percent of the rest of the land is supposed to be on the other side of that ball. It makes no sense when you look at it, and NASA admits that they're not photos. So yes, you're looking at paintings. Well, so also, what, also the the um, stretched out two D picture, right? It's it has to be stretched out if you're converting from well three D to two D. Well, no, I'm I'm sure, but the the the. The, if you look at the land, they're, they're supposedly all proportionate uh, of what size the land masses are. Once you look at it and you understand that there's no, none of that works. But let's get off of pictures. Let's just look at ev evidence. Now, we have the space station. We see those guys up there flipping their stuff around, right? But floating I, water. Floating water, playing, yeah, just playing games Screw all the time. gravity. No gravity. Right. Yeah. yeah, so... They, 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 they do all sorts of crazy stuff where they're showing us, where they try to show us, they do it in zero G planes. One of the ways they do it, and on the, the image I'm showing you right now, a guy's going around the corner and there is no corners on a zero G plane. So the, he fades out. You can see through him as he goes around the corner. That just shows you that there's CGIing. You could see through the astronaut. And other times they're playing with things and they're manipulating stuff in in uh, 
in 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 space. It's called um, it's called uh, alter. What's what's the name of it? It's augmented reality where they're they're manipulating computer objects. So they're they're looking either with contact lenses or they're looking at a screen and they're maneuvering objects around. And so we had an astronaut up there who was you know doing a presentation for kids and she reaches up for the stuffed animal and they beamed it in. Literally, it just appeared and they even made a little Star Trek beaming noise. It, it's insane. So if you watch, she reaches up and she grabs this thing that just beamed in. It wasn't there. That's not real. Okay. It's not real. She's just playing with a virtual reality object and manipulating it in space. Another time, Astronauts were just finishing up their talk and the green screen glitched out just before they cut away. Oh, and they no. in everything that was floating glitched out and everything that wasn't floating um, just stayed 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 in in place. Another time these guys were manip- manipulating stuff and they had a guy float by in the background but the green screen screwed up and we could see his harness and that he's hanging and floating through. You have to believe that this guy is floating by. He's not. He's hanging from a harness. They never show the ceiling and they wait, never wait, wait, show Sorry. But you said there's zero gravity planes that right? Yeah, you yeah, know the zero gravity planes. Why would they have a harness? So sometimes they're on zero gravity planes and they can only show us for 45 seconds. They can only do that for 45 seconds. And other times they're hanging from wires and they literally, they're, and that, those are for the longer interviews, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're hanging from wires and they're playing with virtual reality. But um, one time, and they don't do this anymore, on the morning news, there was a special day. They were like, we're going to be able to talk to the, to the people on the space shuttle the space station or the shuttle, I forget. And uh, we'll only have a, a short time to talk to them uh, because we they're only going to be in satellite communication, you know, for like a minute. Hmm, that's interesting. It's about the time a zero-G plane could come in. But while they were talking and doing their stuff and flipping their things around in the air to mesmerize everybody, all of a sudden, there was a something happened and everybody slammed into the side wall and they cut away and they said that there was a unexpected shift in the space station and, and they all what was it really they all crashed into the wall so what it was is they were in a zero g plane and at the end of a zero g plane flight uh every everybody falls to the floor so um so so here here's the shot i'm just showing you they slammed into the wall and if you watch, like this was an unexpected slam. But if you watch the guy closest to you, he's floating. He's got two things up in the air and he catches them with one hand like he's done it a thousand times. OK, so if you look in a zero G plane, it does this parabolic arc and it's falling. So if I took the thing from the news and I turned it sideways, it, it looks exactly like the end of a parabolic flight. And if you watch this guy in the front here, he grabs that duct tape and whatever else he has with one hand like he's done it a million times. Okay? This is the end of a parabolic flight. They got smiles on their faces. They've done it thousands of times. And they did it live. And it, didn't, and it ended before they ended the, the cast. And... Uh, they you said got they caught. hit something in uh... No, they they said NASA said, "Oh, the space shuttle had an unexpected shift and that's why everybody hit the wall." He's saying the the zero gravity plane they, it, it ended its Yeah, I know that, uh, but uh in space, yeah. right? They're showing space footage. So I was like, "Yeah, he's saying that something happened." What did NASA say? 
NASA said that there was an unexpected shift in the space station, which is also impossible because the space station is going 17,500 miles an hour and falling around the Earth. The other thing is, why does the space station fall and turn and face the, the bottom of it face the Earth? Why doesn't it stay... And, and just go around without rotating like a, weird, like a yeah. gyro. Yeah, because it's, there's no such thing as a space station. There's nobody in space. Nobody's ever been to space because space doesn't exist. Hmm. Okay, so I wanted to ask you this. I know that you're not, you hinted towards not being with corporation, uh, corporate America and different institutions, but is there anybody with what you would consider traditionally like credentials in the flat earth community or is it yeah. a lot of individuals that are coming forth and, and saying that I'm seeking truth? There's, you get there's, what I mean? There's millions, there's millions of us now. There's engineers, there's pilots, there's all sorts of scientists. But the there's problem scientists is, in the flat earth community? Yes, but the problem is anybody that has a career in any of those astrophysics fields and airplanes, you know, pilots, if they come out publicly, they lose their jobs. We interviewed a KLM pilot who was telling us how the earth is absolutely flat and does not rotate. And the next day she was grounded and she's probably fired. Okay, there's the the Qantas pilots tell us that in their lounges, they talk about it uh, openly, how the Earth is flat and stationary. They openly talk about it, but they can't say it publicly. There's I'm also, so curious for this ending where we're yeah, supposed to find well, out what the big thing is. Why the lie? Are all our laws of physics accurate according to flat Earth? Well, you know, laws of physics, like what laws are you talking about? Gravity? Do you know that gravity is just a theory? You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and all of the liars say they don't know what gravity is. They don't know how it works. So, so then what's keeping us on the ground? They can't model it. All right, let's talk about gravity. Um, let's just quickly talk about the two bo- the three-body problem. Do you guys know what the three-body problem is? No. 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 So... Everything is gravity, we're told, and things are in orbits falling around each other. So the three-body problem is this. If, um, if you get a supercomputer, the best computer in the world, and you say, okay, I've got this model, I've got this ball, and it's got this much gravity, and then I've got this smaller ball, it's got this much gravity, and you put them into orbit around each other, they work perfectly, and you can predict where exactly each body will be 10,000 years from now, anytime. It works perfectly. Then they say, okay, hey, we're going to stick another ball in there. We're going to put it in orbit around one of those balls, a moon, another planet, whatever, and the entire model falls apart. There's no way to predict. It becomes like a beehive, and there's it's totally random. However, all of the stars, all of the moons, we have like 80 bodies in our solar system alone, billions in our galaxy, and somehow... They, we know exactly where they're all going to be. If you go out tonight and look at the stars in the sky at 10 o'clock, midnight, whatever, and, and do a little star chart, next year at the same night, 10 years at the same night, at the same time, those stars will be in the exact same position. We can predict eclipses because eclipses repeat every 18 years and 11 days. I think it's 11 days, 18 plus years. Um, they repeat again and again. How do eclipses repeat? How come the stars are in the exact same position decade after decade when, when they shouldn't be in the same position two nights in a row? But they are. The sun and the moon are a perfect clock. The sun, the sun is the, it keeps track of the days and hours, right? So the, the sun, I'm gonna share why I talk to you. The sun keeps track of the hours and the days. It goes around once every 24 hours. And the sun laps the moon 
once every 28 days. So the moon keeps tracks of the week. The moon with its phases keeps tracks of the weeks and the months. The sun keeps tracks of the hours and the days because the sky is a perfect clock. It's a 24-hour clock. You know, the, the controller said, hey, let's give them clocks, but let's make them go around twice so they don't figure it out. Um, and if you put on the stars, the zodiac stars are always in the same position. They go slightly faster than the sun, and they only lap the sun once a year. That way the sun moves into each zodiac for about a month. And so the zodiac keeps track of the season's and the years and that's kind of how the the flat earth works and then seasons are very interesting the sea the way the seasons work is the sun moves in between the two tropics the outer yellow line is called the tropic of capricorn and that is on january 21st is when the sun is over that and the outer southern land has their summer because the sun is closer to them and higher in their sky and then in june the sun moves all the way in to the inner circle, which is the Tropic of Cancer, and the inner north has its summer because the sun is closer. Imagine this, an airplane at 10,000 feet flies over your head and it's high in the sky. You watch it, it's high in the sky, and as it goes away, it gets lower and lower and it gets down to the horizon as it goes away. That's just like the sun. Now imagine that same airplane at the same height, just 10 miles to your left. Okay, 10 miles to your left. Well, guess what? It's lower in the sky, just like the sun right now is for us. It's lower in the sky because it's out south. Okay. Okay. That's so, so is there still rotating yeah. um, things? The earth in does, your... Yeah, the earth doesn't move. Everything in the sky circles around us. So are we going Every... through space or? Well, see, that's the thing. Space doesn't exist. Space you doesn't keep saying e this. Yeah, well, space, they tell us space is a vacuum. You know what a vacuum is? A vacuum is no pressure, right? They have a, NASA has a vacuum chamber here on Earth, and the walls are 11 feet thick of lead, so it doesn't implode on itself when they suck all the air out of it, right? But the vacuum of space can't suck all the air away from Earth, and the only explanation a glober has is, well, gravity's holding the air down. Well, I can take a straw and point it downwards, and with the weak low-pressure system of my mouth and lungs, I can suck air or water up and away from gravity without any effort. Okay, that shows you that gravity can't hold the air down. Um, you know, the it breaks the second law of thermodynamics. So I don't believe space is a vacuum. I believe space is water, and it has to do with the primary water system of our world. So what is gravity? Uh, our best scientists don't know, and they make up dark matter and dark energy, which is 96% of gravity, and it still doesn't work, okay? We can't see it. We theorize it. It has to be there because gravity doesn't work without it. Well, it still doesn't work even with it. So what is gravity? Everything in this world is electric and magnetic. The only forces in this world are electric and magnetic in nature. So the Earth has a measurable electric, uh, a negative um, static field. The Earth is a, a, a dielectric electric plane, and it has a negative charge to it. That sounds crazy, but it's a measurable charge. And there's voltage in the air. Every meter you get up off of the Earth, it goes up 100 volts. At one meter, it's 100 volts. Two meters, it's 200 volts. And this is all measurable. This is where the idea of free energy comes from. Well, 
You ever hear of a, an, an, an ionizer? Uh, you go in a room and you turn on an ionizer and it statically charges all of the dust in the air to a positive charge, which makes it really get attracted to the ground and it falls down and you could vacuum it up. Well, the negative charge establishes a downward direction. Those are the only two directions, up and down, because left and right, forward and back are all relative to whatever direction you're facing. But up is up, down is down. And so that weak charge, that weak force, just like they say gravity is a weak force, just establishes the down, and then buoyancy and density sort everything out. If I dropped an anvil, it would fall and probably go right through my floor. If I dropped a basketball over a swimming pool, it would fall through the air because it's denser than the air, but it would stop at the top of the water because it's less dense than the water. Buoyancy, what is our dome sitting on? If there's well, like, it, it, It's sitting on the earth. Okay, what's below well, the earth is the question yeah. you're going to ask. Right. So, the, so the deepest hole ever dug on flat earth or a ball earth, doesn't matter. The deepest hole ever dug is short of eight miles. And this is what happened. It's in Russia. It's called the Great Borehole. And while they were digging, they used ground penetrating radar to see what they were going to be hitting next. And guess what? They were wrong every step of the way. They're like, oh, no more rocks. They hit rocks. Oh, there's going to be no more water. Then they hit water. And so they were wrong every step of the way. And then when they got, when they got short of eight miles, um, they hit an impenetrable barrier, kind of like a dome underneath us. And they couldn't drill through it. They couldn't blow it up. They tried for years and they couldn't get through it. An impenetrable barrier. So Heat? for scale. Was, isn't it just like hotter as you go into the core? And it, well, it, it does. So, so you you were you were brought up on a meme of a right. globe where the it was sectioned out and you see all of these layers. Right. But so that hole is like drilling halfway through the skin of an apple. If you have a okay. big apple uh -huh. and you halfway through the through the skin, that's the eight miles. Okay. And they were wrong every step of the way while they were digging what they were going to hit next. How the hell are they going to know what's all the way down to the middle, thousands of miles away? It's all pseudoscience. Then how are they able to say there's a core, the mantle, the inner crust, the outer, like, 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 like this, there's a core, a mantle and an inner crust. Look, I've got a bow tie and I'm wearing a white lab coat and it's in a textbook. You have to believe me. That's how they do it. <laughs> well, okay. But like, what about your, like back to the original what, thing, what are the scientists that are in your community? Like what are, who are they? What are their names? Are they hidden or? Like, no, there's some of them so out there, but uh, there's a one named Brian Mullins. He does a series called Balls Out Physics, and he shows you how the Earth is provably not moving, not motion. You know, there's no moving. There's no curvature. Um, large bodies of water at rest lay flat. We've done tests with uh, with lasers and microwaves and over frozen lakes, and there is no curvature. If you have a, a ball 20, 20, um, 4,901 miles around, there is a, a curvature. And... So if you're looking out over flat water, the, do you know what the curvature formula is? You probably don't. I'll tell it to you. It's eight inches per mile squared. The first, the first mile you go, there's an eight inch drop. The second mile is two times two times eight is 32 inches. The third mile is already six feet of drop. This is globe math. Okay, I'm not making this up. This is globe math. You can check it out because you know as you're going out, the Earth is dropping away faster and faster. So it, so the it's an escalating rate. So at a six foot tall person standing at the edge of calm water should only be able to see the surface of the water for three miles and then the water should drop behind a physical curve, but it doesn't. 
This is a video uh, where we call it the black swan, where we had a camera at one foot off the ground. At one foot off the ground, the horizon is less than two miles away. But we, ha we can see oil rigs that are you know, nine miles away, where there should be 59 feet of drop. But not only can we see all the way to the oil rig, we can see the water for miles beyond the rig. But also, miles. In, theory, also in theory, shouldn't we see everything else on the Earth? Well, yeah. Well, that that that's a, a, a first thought you would have, but you know, when you're in a big swimming pool of perfectly clear water, you can't see the other side of the water because the water just blocks the light. It becomes dense. Air is the same thing. We can't see hundreds and hundreds of miles, even on the clearest of day, because the sun, because the the light can't get to you. But we, with our optics, we can see things that are way farther than they should. With infrared, we can burn through some of that thickness and see yeah. things. We can see mountains. Um, so and, have and, people and, done that with the infrared or something with a yeah, large and, camera? And, and uh, on on my app, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock yeah. app, there's a, there's um, there's the frequently asked questions page, and there's 21 different categories, all the questions you could ever think of, and all of the videos with all of the tests. Now, don't believe me. Don't believe a video. Let the video show you, and then go test it yourself. But these are provable, actual so proofs. So in theory, if I had like the greatest camera in the world, right? You, that that right. had like infrared, whatever, that blocks their air density. I could see my relatives in a different continent. No, absolutely not. There's there's several reasons. One, why can't everybody see Mount Everest? You can't see that far. The light can't go to you. In Alusia, France, there's a there's a great example. No, um, but he's from, saying like if it was the best circumstance it, ever, the, even the clearest, crispest day with zero humidity, you can't see forever. For example, on a super clear day, I put my drone up at a, a, with a 4K camera and I watched the sun. It went in five minutes time. It went from pretty high off the horizon all the way down right to the horizon. Okay. And then uh, I have a, the video I made is really sped up. It's 20, 2,500%. And then the camera, the, the sun just sat there on this apparent horizon and the horizon is never the real horizon. It's always an apparent horizon. And then the sun didn't go down for 10 minutes. It sat there and then all of a sudden it just faded into the thickness. This is on the clearest friggin' day. So we don't live with, on a flat earth. We live in a simulation. Well, the well, earth could be a simulation, but it's a but flat simulation. The, I thought the sun was always above us. The sun is above us, but it goes beyond. Like, um, it, it goes beyond. Like a it, sunset. It, like, what's a sunset then? Yeah, yeah. So, so a sunset is just the sun moving beyond. Uh, when you're looking over the land, there's always trees or houses or hills or something that is going to eclipse it. Imagine if you're sitting in your yard and there's a fence 10 feet away from you, a six foot high, a five foot high fence, and there's a six foot tall person standing right on the other side of the fence, and you can see their head. As they walk away, their head just goes behind the fence. But if you stood up, you can see them again, right? You're not looking over a ball. Yeah. And if you go down, it, it goes down. Yeah. So when you're looking 20, 30 miles away at a, at a mountain range, at a city, it's compressed into the horizon. The clouds, which are five, 10,000 feet at 30 miles away, touch the horizon. So the cloud deck is above your eye line Although it just looks yeah. like it's at the horizon, and when the sun goes away, it just sets below it. It's all so perspective. Once it hits the sunset, right? Does it pop up somewhere else on the Earth? 
No, because because as the sun goes around, like it shows on the on the app, it's when it approaches you, it, it comes higher in the sky, and then it goes and then it goes over your head. No, nah, but it, it should goes, get smaller though. It should get smaller it, than that. Well, sometimes well, it gets bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes it gets bigger. Sometimes it gets smaller. Yeah, but when uh, it's it, going it, down, like no, in the sunset. So so hang on. There's a lot to it. Again, you're looking up in the sky. The optics of the sky are not going to tell you the shape of the earth. The shape, you know, I don't care if the lights in your ceiling are balls. Your floor is flat, okay, in a room. So saying saying that something is uh, a, a one shape in the sky doesn't prove the shape of the floor. But there's a thing called atmospheric magnification. As you're looking across the atmosphere, it magnifies things. So the sun is getting smaller due to perspective, but it's also being magnified. But on a super clear day, and and on the app under how does the sun set, we have dozens of videos where you can see the sun uh, sitting right above the horizon, and you can see it going away, getting smaller and smaller and smaller until it turns into a dot and disappears. That's but it's done. also magnifying somehow. Well, no, or it wasn't because it was super dry, and, and the place where the videos were taken are not near water, and there, and it was cold and no humidity, super dry, mm -hmm. arid areas. That's when you'll see the sun shrink like that. Other mm -hmm. times, the sun shrinks just a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it gets bigger. It's all how your eyes see. Again, on a radio show, it's hard to, I can tell you, now you're like, all right, that's yeah. interesting, let me look further yeah. on the app under how do the sun sets, just watch the videos and then you'll understand. Okay, I know, I know like you, you have a lot to say and I, and I wanna make sure that you know that we respect that. Um, and the reason we're coming up with all these questions is just because I know that our listeners are yeah, saying it that sure. way. So in no yeah. way do we mean any like no uh, no no please to rush yeah. ask or, me the hardest questions the and, and and do whatever you want. Go ahead. I do want I do want to like come to um, a little wrap up um, soon, but I, I have some like other uh, questions for you regarding like maybe other conspiracies or or your personal opinion on certain things. So could we do that real quick? Yeah, sure. What is um, what do you believe on a religious level of what happens when you die or oh so so let's this will tie tie together okay um, why the lie all right and uh, and that'll get okay, into that sure. so before I discovered the Earth was flat I I guess you could classify me as an atheist I'd be listening to a podcast awesome stuff taking three pages of notes they'd mention Jesus Muhammad the Bible whatever boom they're gone the pages are in the garbage unsubscribed those are religious fanatics I'm not mm -hmm. interested. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then I discovered um, the Earth is not an accident. You know, in the heliocentric model, nothing exploded, created everything, created balls that you know lightning struck, created an amoeba that turned into a fish, that grew legs, that turned into a monkey, that turned into a human. I don't. I believed all of that, but and I believed I'm on a random speck spinning in a godless uh, or distant god uh, universe where an asteroid could take me out at any time. I'm insignificant. I have no meaning, and I'm a random accident. That's where people live. So when I discovered that the earth was flat, it's not the shape, it's the lie. It's the globe lie. It's but the earth if it's flat and it's constructed, it has a it has a creator. So there is a creator. And then where you want to take that, that's your own personal journey. Um, you know, who is the creator? Why, you know, how, where did they come from? I don't know. But there's a creator. That means there's a god for lack of a better word, if there is a better word, there's a god. And that we, instead of being lost in space, spinning out of control, we are the we we can you find out that you are um, at the center of creation, that you are special, that you have power, and that nobody has dominion over you. Nobody 
can um, take away your um, universal free will or God-given free will, whatever you want to call it. And what the and that's that's universal law, uh, where you are a free human being and nobody is allowed to interfere with that. No governments, no anybody. And the governments that run this world, they know that. They know that they can't do that. So that's why they always tell us what they're doing and they always get us to consent. They tell us and then when we don't say no, the way it works is you're, you're saying yes if you don't say no. So people are in this world are living in fear they're giving up their sovereignty to these governments. Government means control, meant means mind, govern the mind. So this is, you know, and they keep us in fear. You watch the news, you believe all of the nonsense with, uh, you know, there's no more food and, and, you know, we live in this prison planet where there's no more land. There could be hundreds of other continents beyond Antarctica. We don't know because we're not allowed to go there. We're locked in a prison. In 1957, they put the a fence around us, which was the Antarctic Treaty. And then NASA came in and said, oh, we have Van Allen radiation belts. We can't go through those. So they put a fence over us, too. And that's it. So the, the, the reason for the lie is for control. Because when you wake up to the flat earth, you can wake up to a lot of deceptions in this world and not you know, and then still remain asleep. Couldn't you say that the flat, uh, like the flat Earth community, is part of one of these? Uh, you could call it a uh, a group, a religion, a cult. One of those no, types of things. No, a hundred percent not, because we look at science. We're not pseudo science. We're not a hundred percent, because there are people that you know. I could say in my religion, there's people that blindly follow it or follow it because of other people. So it's not. Well, you can't people, speak on the behalf of everybody. That well, I, I, I could tell you, there, there's. Nobody just says, I believe in flat earth. You, you look and say, wow, I've been lied to. Here's the thing. Things can fall into three baskets. Works on a flat earth, works on a ball earth, or works on both. Like circumnavigation east and west work on both. But circumnavigation south doesn't work on a flat earth, but it's never been done. Um, you'll find things like we can see too far. Water lays flat. There is no curvature. There is no spin. There is no rotation. Every scientific test that for the last 100 or 200 years that's been done to prove the, the sphericity of the Earth or the motion has failed. Um, they're, they're accredited scientists that have done these, and they've all failed, but they don't teach you that in school. Nothing falls into the works on a ball earth model. And I said at the beginning, I have a Bitcoin for anybody that can come up with one proof of the globe and nobody has been able to done it, do it. Okay. Okay. Um, what was the, uh, you said the reason they're lying to us is? Is to hide God. To hide God. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's interesting. What do you yeah. think? Okay, real, real quick. These last few things. Dinosaurs. Were they real? There was there was big lizards, but the dinosaurs they tell us were all nonsense. There's there's no dinosaur skulls. There's they they find one little bone and they they come up with an entire dinosaur out of it. It's complete nonsense. And the whole um, dating of how old the bones are. They they found some. Um, what what was it? It was the uh, it was a bone from something. Wait, what was it? They sent they sent it in for carbon dating, and they lied on what it was, and they said uh, that it was it was uh, ten thousand years old or eight thousand years old, and they're like, oh, this is from a dinosaur skeleton. This is a, a piece of DNA from a dinosaur skeleton, and then the lab freaked out and said, well, you should have told us, and you're no longer allowed to send stuff here. Um, it's all it's all nonsense. Okay, aliens, extraterrestrials, extra 
Terra. Terra is land, extra land beyond Antarctica. Extraterrestrials are a day flight away on a conventional aircraft. Oh, I'm so, uh, sorry. I don't want to interrupt, but um, I asked this earlier. Past Antarctica, there's no assumption of what the yeah. extra land is. So there, there again. We can we can speculate all day, and uh, some people believe that you know we live in the center pond with our sun going around, and then there's other lands beyond Antarctica with their own sun. There's a story called the um, Iron Republic. If you look mm. it up on YouTube, uh, there's a reading of it, um, and so it, it it talks about you know lands beyond Antarctica. It could be infinitely flat, is what you're saying. It, there could be. Um, other puddles out there, other ponds, hundreds of them. you think ultimately it's a dome? I think that we live within a dome. That dome could be energetic. It could be frozen. It could be glass. I mean, if you look at the Bible, it's a flat earth book. The page one says God separated the waters from the waters and put a firmament, which is a dome. And okay. there's, there's well, 200 that, verses in the Bible that talk about a, an immovable motionless earth it cannot be moved 200 there's, verses that say I would, that i would argue there's many interpretations you can take as far yeah, as that's that's why i don't works, i don't lead with the bible i don't what? lead yeah. with the bible but there's no they never mention planet they never mention sphere there's only one verse that says circle but the circle of the earth so you think that planets are not real then i think that planets are they used to be called wandering stars and they changed their names to planets and uh not that long ago you know how we're told that um that we've known the earth is flat for 500 or 2,000 years, that's nonsense. I was interviewing a woman, 102 years old, last January of 2020, about the World's Fairs, and she had such a great memory. She was telling me about her fifth birthday party, and I asked her where she went to school. She knew the name of the school, the street, the teacher, her kindergarten teacher, kids in the class, and I said, what did they teach you in school about the earth? And I had never mentioned flat earth to me, and she looked me in the eye, and she goes, they taught me the earth was flat, but then they changed it when I was in you know, the later years in school. And then we found a woman in Croatia. She said everyone in the 1930s in Croatia knew the earth was flat. So then we looked on microfilm and we found articles from the UK, from America, from uh, all different places about teachers that were being persecuted in the early 1900s for trying to introduce heliocentrism into the school system. And then the world wars started happening and every, everyone got distracted and the Rockefellers took over all the textbooks and they Wait, changed what, history. What about the ancient Greeks, like Aristophanes? Aristoth so, so Aristophanes was wrong. And by the way, Aristophanes, he's, he's the guy that figured out, you know, with sticks and shadows, uh, he's the most famous uh, um, Greek mathematician. Wouldn't you say? He figured out the shape of the earth. But he assumed that sunlight was coming in straight. How would he assume that when we never see sunlight coming in straight? And on a flat earth, if you have a small local sun, you can get the exact same results. The sun over one place is directly over the stick, and yeah. just a few miles off to the side, there'll be a shadow. So I can do the same thing. I could have two sticks on my desk, a light over one of them. I can measure the angle of the shadows and tell you the sphericity of my desk when my desk is, in truth, flat. But here's the funny thing. There are zero books about Aristophanes and his experiment until the oldest one we could find is in the 1980s when he was inserted into school textbooks. A fake story and everyone knew the earth was flat in the early 1900s. Is there any life beyond the dome? I believe that there is, but that's speculation. I believe that there's There could other... be multiple domes? 
So, so I did a talk. If you want to write this down, my YouTube channel is D I T R H. It's called the, it's initials for deep inside the rabbit hole. And I did a talk called the outward flow of civilizations. And it theorizes how the suns, the, the earth birth suns in the center and they move outwards right now we are on the second ring there's another ring in the north that we are not in and there's another ring outside of antarctica well that outside of antarctica ring used to be here but it moved outwards and all of the aztecs and all of these civilizations that just picked up and left they all moved south with their sun okay and so we are separated by these rings again this is me. This is, you know, a lot of people believe this, but we don't have, we, don't, we can't prove it, but there's a lot of evidence supporting it. So do I believe that there's other civilizations here? Absolutely. I this, so believe it. This all sounds like the Truman Show meets the Wizard of Oz. Well, the True Man Show. I mean, the Truman Show is telling us a lot of truth. <laughs> I could say, uh, I could the, say the anything. Light the, yeah. He'd the, be like, the, chalk olet let's well the let's true... dive into this wait well so why would they allow that... truman show to be released well that, I, again part of natural law is they have to tell us they can't put a bear trap in the woods without uh, buried in leaves without putting a sign saying hey there's a bear trap part of natural law is they have to tell us what they're doing they have to tell us about the deceptions they've told us about 9-11 they told us about everything before it happened so you and don't I'm... think 9-11 happened either you know what? If, if that's a I don't real, want to get into it, but yeah, that's a real question. You know, uh, you guys haven't looked into it at all. So, if you if you think that's a real question, you know, you haven't looked into it at all. That's all. I'm not, I'm asking for the listeners. Yeah, yeah for for the listeners. <clears throat> here here's for the listeners. If if you think that nine eleven. If you think we're that three nine, brown people, David, we have yeah. our own yeah. opinions, but we yeah, yeah. No <laughs> we can't say it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to learn about 9-11, um, again, belief is the enemy of knowing. Belief is easy. You can believe anything. You believe what you see on the news and you're done. Go go drink a beer, take a nap. Doesn't matter. But if you want to know, it takes time and effort and critical thought. If you want to know about 9-11, stoplookthink.com. Stoplookthink.com. Click the 9-11 page. Bring some food and water. You're going to be there for a couple of days, and then you'll know. Great. Now I got to check my windows to see if there's FBI agents outside. <laughs> well, you're already talking to me, so you guys are on the list. <laughs> oh, Lord. We're done. You're already on the list as brown people. You're just this, no, this I said I said there. the Wizard of Oz because in the Wizard of Oz, it's basically like this uh, person who's controlling uh, things. But a very you're telling, a very hiding, telling story. Hiding yeah, God. Tell. Uh, that, that kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's a lot of people that have, that know God, that have found God, and they're living good lives. They're just missing out what part of it. Wait, what people? There's people, you know, there's people that, uh, all different religions that feel that they are having a relationship with God. Here's my opinion of your relationship with God. If you are godly, if you are Christ-like, not like, I'm not saying Jesus Christ, I'm saying that you obey God's law. Don't kill anybody. Don't steal from anybody. Don't get in anyone's face and be a good person and help your neighbors. Then you are a godly person and you're living a good life. And what, mm -hmm. however you want to, you can take that farther if you want. That's fine. But there's also people that think that they're a random speck where their actions have no um, effect on their future or anything. And they don't realize that there's karmic uh, responses to, you know, karmic. Um, penalties for behaving badly you know but do you guys do you guys believe in souls though. do you guys believe in souls spirituality aside two-part question okay. god Go 
why part one why would they want to hide god from us and if we did believe that they are trying to hide god from us wouldn't that mean that somebody is in contact with the creator um well if there some people say if there's a god there's a devil for lack of a better word there's good and there's evil uh -huh. and then there's a lot of evil in this world that has that is controlling this world they say you know the world is satan's dominion or something like that but there's a lot of evil in this world and what evil wants you know you know the saying the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you think he doesn't exist well that's a lie the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is making you think god doesn't exist because if you find out that you live in a created world you're you change you change i changed and I've taken my power back, and I I had my dream job. I I live in a in a you know Fairfield County. I don't know if you know where that is it, on the East Coast. Very, it's like the Beverly Hills of the East Coast. All yeah, right. Wait, what's what state is that? Connecticut. Yeah, mm -hmm. Fairfield. Yeah, yeah. So I you know I was just playing volleyball there last weekend. Oh really? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What what town? <laughs> let's let's meet up. Yeah. So my, sister, my sister lives in Connecticut. I know a lot of people there now. I'm in Greenwich. Okay. So, the, so we'll meet up. Yeah. So here's the deal. So I live in in a great spot. And um, where was I going with this? What was the question? God. That, that's... God. What, if somebody has, if there's uh, trying to hide God from us, why? And if so, then um, somebody's in contact with the Creator that they're trying to not have us contact Him. God, I forgot where I was going with that point. The point. The point was. Um, that is there humans that have contact with God if they're trying to hide us from him? I, I don't know. And, and God isn't trying to hide us. God, you know, there, there's a, a passage in the Bible that says, and again, I'm not a Bible guy, but it's an interesting passage. It says, um, if you know, if you see my creation, you can have no excuse to deny my existence. So if you think you live on a spinning ball, you may decide, well, God created a spinning ball universe and you, you find God. But then most people are like, well, it could be an accident. I'm not sure if God exists. So they're hiding God like that. They're putting doubt. Because if everyone wakes up to the flat earth, if you see that you live in a Truman enclosed dome, okay, then you know there's a God and it takes out any guesswork. Now you can guess who God is, but you know that there's a God. And then you start realizing who you are and what power you have and that how your thoughts create your reality, how your thoughts can create any life that you want. So here's where I was going. I live in a, in a, in a you know, a wealthy area and I, I, my whole life I'm like, all right, I got to get a good job. And I worked in corporate America and I worked my way up to the top of this company and then the company was sold and I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own company. I never thought I could do that. I started my own company. We became the number one, uh, uh, you know, commercial solar contractor in the state, probably in the east and maybe even countrywide it was going to go. I was making a lot of money. And I was like, yeah. this is my dream. This is my dream. This is the greatest thing ever. But then I realized this is a really important message. The world is really screwed up right now. And and I and and I didn't I, I was looking for a sign like I started having these crazy thoughts of leaving my own company, walking away from this thing that I never thought I could have that I actually built. And uh, and then one day um, a pr it was presented to me like, hey, look, this can support you. So my app, which is the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, it's $2.99. I'm selling enough of those to pay my bills. When I, when I thought, like, is this crazy? I can't leave my job. And then I went to pay my bills that day, and the money that I got from the app was just enough to cover my bills. And I was like, that's a sign. 
And I got a couple other signs, which were kind of divinely given at, a, at divine times. And I followed it. And I am so happy. My life is so amazing. I am I'm waking up tens of thousands of people. I'm talking to nice people like you guys. And, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, you guys are like, Flat Earth is crazy. But now you're like, you made a few points. Damn it. Now I got to go look. And this is what I tell people. Don't believe a damn word I said. Buy my app. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents. It's a half a beer. It's oh, you were you're a salesman. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm this doing it for the money. I, I, I walked away from a half a million dollars a year to sell a two dollars and ninety nine cent app. That's what I did. Okay, <laughs> get get the app and take the Flat Earth app challenge. Every day there's a new video that shows up on the on the corner of the app. It's the featured video of the day. And if you click that video, up comes a video. I have short videos during the um, during the week longer ones on the weekend and you just watch one video a day for two weeks and then you'll be hooked and like if you said hey dave send me something on the fake moon landing i send you a video the next video that's going to pop up is going to be a propaganda piece but if you go into the the frequently asked questions and you find the one like uh, what about are all space agencies in on it you click that and up come a playlist that Google will never serve you. And you could watch all those videos and go, oh, wow, I never even thought of that. And then you can know what's going on. So what happens is people say, hey, I got your app and uh, I took the challenge, but I didn't want to wait. So I clicked the little archive button right next to it, which brings up all of the videos from the current month and all of the previous month. And I haven't slept in two days uh, you know, I haven't slept in two days and my my spouse thinks I'm insane. Uh, what do I do? And I'm like, welcome to Flat Earth. And uh, then everything changes from there. So well, that's great marketing. That is well, great it, marketing. It, it, and again, I'm selling something that I love that's mm -hmm. not an investment for anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and and the, the amount of emails I get, if you go look, it's called the Flatter Sun, Moon and Zodiac Clock app. It's on Android. You have to have an 8.0 operating system or better or iOS. Um, just go look at the reviews. Besides the few people that have like really old phones and they're having a couple issues, look at the reviews. It's the highest reviews you've ever seen and just read them. And you'll see that people are like, thank you, greatest app ever, only app I ever paid for, uh, changed my life. Just, just read the reviews. The reviews might change your life. You don't even have to get the app. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll link that in the description as well as your uh, YouTube that. channel. And okay. uh, once you send that to me. Um, you're last, gonna get last, an automated email right when we're done that has that those links in it. Okay, <laughs> there's, there's the marketing again. We have uh, one last question before uh, you leave sure. our show, um, and Shamir, if you want to take that away. Yep. If you could describe yourself as any flavor, what would it be and why? Any flavor, like an ice cream flavor? Uh -huh. Any you flavor of anything. Flavors. It doesn't have to be ice cream. Any flavor of anything. <laughs> He's like, I gotta look into my app. I uh, yeah, I gotta look in the app. <laughs> I don't know, chai. Ooh, chai. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Chai. Why? Why? I'd, I'd like chai. I like drinking chai tea. It's delicious. But why? <laughs> why is it, why is it like, you? Because it has like a smoky, sweet flavor, kind of like me, smoky and sweet. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was unexpected. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, David, uh, we certainly appreciate you coming on here and, uh, you know, taking taking it um, 
as well as you could, I think, um, even though we were a little much at times. But oh, um, you, you guys, if you go to theflatearthpodcast.com mm-hmm. and click interviews, uh-huh. you'll see some people that, that uh, made that you really guys. Amazing. Yeah, they're, they're insane. But I just did one just the other day. Three guys, total ballers, you know, tough, rough guys. And at the end, they were holding their heads. They're like, oh, my God. And they were flipping out. And uh, it, it's amazing. Yeah. And you again, it, the reaction is, this is a cult. No, it's not. We're looking at science. We are the most the rational, scientific people. That we've thrown you off at all was with that ice cream question. <laughs> you had a response for everything. And they were like, whoa, I, this is the well, one thing nobody's ever asked me before. Well, well because that's just a, like an opinion. We're looking at science here. I mean, <laughs> I could say anything. <laughs> it's just an automated response. And, and we just scratched the surface on the amount of proofs we're, you know, out there. There's so much stuff. Um, that destroys NASA, that proves, you know, airplanes fly over the Earth plane, not the air globe. And uh, yeah. it's it's amazing. Thank you, David. Uh, good luck with everything in the future. Um, let's play some volleyball sometime in uh, Fairfield County. Let me know um, when you're we'll in town. To go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, um, send me a link when this is up, and I'll, I'll share it around. Yes, sir. Sure. Thank you so much. For everybody else listening, thank you for listening to another episode of Strange Flavors. It's been another week. Another flavor. A little less strangers. We'll talk to you next time. I'm in love with the biz. Now I'm running with this. I only see me on the clouds, not the thunder within. It won't come to my surprise when the hunters come in. And they say, me being cocky, they just fuck with my shit. Yeah, the secret's in my hand and your boy got a grasp. I keep my feet in the sand.